Greetings. With the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I would like to welcome and to greet you all, dear precious listeners with the Revealed World Radio. So, our program is on the Bible translation topic for the deaf people. Pavel Antonov, it's me. I'm with you in the studio. So, we'll continue to discuss this topic, how you can, in real life, help and teach the people who do not know the sign language, they cannot read, they are illiterate. How can you teach Bible to them? And what's the most important? Through that, you can help them to learn about Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, to hear the good news and to find peace with God. During our last program, during our previous lesson, we've been discussing about general aspects of this problem. What are the global challenges that are there in terms of deaf people that are uh, across the world, they have no access to education, uh, there are problems, the way they're treated by the society. So maybe you didn't watch, you didn't hear our first program. Please listen and watch it. Also, we gave an overview of different problems and challenges faced by deaf people that live in different countries of the world. One of the problems and the challenges they face is that their sign language is not universal. Even if they learned it, so it becomes obsolete. And it's so challenging to bring the Word of God, the Bible, to such people because they can get stuck in a certain period of time, so they feel lost. Even if a deaf person learned the sign language but then didn't use it much to communicate after a dozen of years, he loses his communication skills. He can't understand the other people using sign language because the language evolved. So the desire, the passion to bring the word of God, the gospel to such people was the basis for the effort some people took to create this new language. So the mission uh, organization called Wycliffe Associate, this is the team of people that had this passion in their hearts. So we'll discuss this today with you, but we will uh, view it in a very practical context. So we together with you will be discussing what will be the first steps you should take, what are the materials available, how can you find them, how do you use them, how do you apply it to teach people, especially if you have some relatives that are deaf, maybe some people in your environment are deaf, so this will be of special relevancy to you. And I think that practically all of us have some people around us, our acquaintances, maybe they might be strangers, but they are the people we know about. So they are deaf, they can't read, and they are the ones we possibly can help. The statistics tell us that, globally speaking, deaf people are about 70 million. That's across the world. That's the numbers we're talking about. And... About 20% of them are more or less educated, which is a very small portion. And the other 80% have no access to the word of God, if not more. So, but the Lord is calling us to bring the good news, the scripture to every door, to every family, so that every person and every nation, every people group should hear the good news. Well, So let's start with this program. So today we will be discussing with you uh, some categories, some types of the learning materials. And the first 
type of the resources that are available are the word cards. So what are the word cards? I'll give you some examples and I'll even show you them. So that's the word cards in our particular situation. In our context, these are just pieces of paper that uh, show some symbols. They are laminated and then there is a connecting ring that uh, holds them together. This is one of the possible options. We can spread them across the desk and then we can see that on one side of the card we can see a symbol, a drawing, a picture that's using the universal language and there is a new methodology called SUN which is a symbolic universal notation system. So basically that's a system that had been developed. We'll briefly call it SUN. So the basis of that a language is some uh, symbols that have been used and basic symbols are 90. So for a person to be able to read the Bible, that person will need to learn these 90 basic symbols. But then using those basic symbols, you can build a more complex words or even sentences. And then as a result, the gospel could be written, uh, the text of the gospel could be written using such symbolic language. On the back side of those cards, you can see some pictures, as you can obviously see here. And those pictures would show you the object or a person, a human being that is described by, by a symbol on the front side. So you can see that symbol also shown inside of that image or picture. So that's how it works, basically. Well, let's take a look at some examples. For instance, let's take a look at the card with the symbol that stands for a man. So this is a symbol that means a man or a person in red. Uh, and the front side, on the back side, you can see a person, a man, shown with a symbol built inside of that picture. So, a symbol and a man or a person. And then the inscription in Russian language or it might be as well in any other language. So, every lesson has its number assigned to it. So, if we take a look at this card, it says lesson number one. And the materials I will be showing you, uh, you can download them. You can print them out and then you can use them to teach people. And all of those lessons have the numbers like the asterisk and the lesson number one. Lesson number two has two asterisks, just for example. That's how the system works. You will come across different types of materials and there the number of asterisks would mean the number of the lesson. That's my thought I wanted to convey to you. Also, when you take a look at the card on the back side, what you can see, and the back side is actually for the teacher. If you're the teacher of the facilitator, you're the one to use this back side. Well, you can name that person in any other term as well. So, on, in the top uh, corner, you can see the square with a number and a letter, which means the number of the lesson and the letter next to the number stands for the 
sequencing. So what's the sequential step you should uh, follow teaching this lesson? Just take a closer look at the set of cards. Each card has in its top left corner the square with a number and a letter, either Latin or Russian alphabet letter. Preferably, when we start a new lesson, normally every lesson is comprised of 10 cards with 10 symbols that we are teaching somebody, helping them to learn it. So it's better to follow this sequential order by alphabetic uh, order. So it's 1A, 1B, 1C, uh, etc. So this is the sequence which is preferable in the way you're going to teach those different symbols shown on the cards. So please pay attention to this concept. The basic cards, the basic symbols and the concepts shown by those different symbols, they are in red. So red color is used for those cards. So they can look similar to each other sometimes. For instance, some images, they look almost identical with some curves that are a bit different. But actually, all of them represent different concepts. So they're all standing for the standalone concepts from the language. Also, there are cards of other colors, for instance, green cards or green symbols on the card. So when you find those green color cards in our different resources and materials, this is more like the expanded version of the basic concepts, which means using this basic red symbols, the more advanced uh, words had been designed. So that's an extension I'm talking about, which means the root word was used from the key concepts from the basic cards, but the green cards stand for the further developed words. For instance, if this stands for a man, so that's the symbol that stands for a man or a person, then with this green symbol, 11th lesson, here you can see that four symbols are put together in green color. And the meaning of this word is the people or the crowd, or the group of people, depending on the specific context that this text is using this word for. But this is the principle to follow. I think it's good for you to understand it from the beginning. So there are basic symbols in red, and then there are expanded symbols. They use the basic symbols as the foundation, but then other words can be built. For instance, a man and the people. Another example, uh, just to uh, show you the expanded version from those basic symbols. What does this word stand for? This means deaf, someone who is deaf. But then two green symbols are used to explain the word for anyone who is reading. So lesson one, two, and three would show you the basic symbols. So one is the uh, X or like a crisscross symbol and then a semicircle with the dot in it. So these are two independent symbols. So the semicircle with the dot in it 
stands for an ear or maybe a verb to hear, but the crisscross or an axe stands for no, a negative meaning. So when we join or combine these two basic symbols into one word, then we get the concept here. It means deaf, someone who is deaf. So that's the way the logic works in terms of this new language, new concepts, new words are being built and designed using those basic symbols. But I'm running ahead of myself just to help you to understand the approach. But what do we start from when we have someone we want to teach? So teaching them, then reiterating, and then uh, once again, repeating the basic symbols. So we start with the red color symbols with the cards with red symbols. So how do we do it? So how are we going to teach them specifically? Well, we can take a look at the example together. Well, let me show you some other examples just to help you to better understand the basic cards and the red symbols. So this is a man. So this is the window as a symbol. So that's the front uh, side and the back side. So in red, you can see the symbol that stands for window on the front side and the back side is the picture that shows the window. So the symbol of the window is built into the picture with the inscription. So this red arrow that goes up means up the direction, up, upwards. So this symbol, the two parallel lines stands for the road or a way or a path. Okay, so how do we teach it? How do we teach those basic symbols to someone? For instance, we take the first lesson with 10 cards with red symbols with different mm, words and concepts. And those symbols, they are shown with pictures on the back side of every card. So first of all, what do we show? I'm using this basic symbol that stands for a man. First, we show our student this side of a card with the symbol in red. And then we ask that person to tell us what does he or she thinks. So please tell me, what do you understand? What do you see? So. How will the person let us know about his understanding or comprehension? Several options are applicable here. So some basic symbols can be shown by uh, signs. So the sign language can be used by a person. Sometimes a person can show it uh, as uh, with the motions, with their body language. For instance, if it's the word that stands for an eye, the person can show you his own eye because that way he communicates that he got the meaning of that concept. So he can show you your eye or his own eye, or maybe if it's a hand, he can show you a hand. So different options. So sometimes a person can play that motion. If the symbol stands for running, the person can show you with motion that that's the running person the symbol stands for. So that's the feedback, the communication 
methods and these are different options and we can discuss it a bit later if a deaf person is our student. But that's the essence of our approach. We show the person the front side of a card, the symbol in red, and then he needs to communicate back to us what's the understanding of the symbol that he has. If he finds it difficult, if he didn't understand what the symbol stands for, you don't spend much time on that. It's a couple of seconds. You show, if the person doesn't understand, then we show the backside of a card. We show the picture of a man. So that way it helps. Then you can clearly see that that symbol stands for a man or a person. And this is the way to help that person to memorize that symbol, to, to understand and to remember. Also, we can provide some clarifications, some explanations to our student what the symbol stands for and why is it like that. We can tell the person or we can show the person. Once again, using the symbol that stands for a man or a person, we can show that the line that starts from upper end, that stands for your body and then the other lines that go left and right, these are your legs and your feet. So showing that in motion, we can help a person to better understand and to better remember because you use your body language, you use some motions, and these are different learning styles. That is very helpful. And to remember becomes easier for our students. So it's not just an image, it's not just a picture. On the back side, though, the picture can be very meaningful and helpful, but we are enriching this experience of remembering by using different learning styles. You can show your body parts or you can play it in action. So using different approaches, you help the people to remember it better. So, fine. When we use the five cards, we show them, we explain them, we check the understanding. So a person has learned these five different symbols, like a man, like we checked and we see that our student understood and remembered that. Then we stop, we take a pause, and then we repeat those different concepts so that the person can check the way he memorized it. So we mix those cards and then we use them in a random order. So the way the student learned was in a specific order, but now we do it in random order. We take many card, whatever comes first to your hand, we show it to a person and we get the feedback. What does it mean? He needs to tell you what's the understanding of the symbol. So according to my observations, I can see that following the cards in the same sequence, it's easy for them to repeat. So if the sequence is the same, they remember the sequence and then it's easier. And it's just different brain centers that are activated in their brain. So I'm not sure how to put it in words, but this is a special function the brain has. They automatically remember this sequence. But random order is helpful because it activates the language centers. So that's the way to teach them. So the brain should be learning this new language and the random order is helping your brain or the student's brain. So that way people are better learners. And that's the comprehension level that is enhanced. Different concepts are memorized in a different sense, in a different way. So 
our purpose, our eventual purpose is to help a person to read and to understand the Bible, right? That's our end goal. So this way, we are teaching our students. So five cards the person has memorized. We check the random order for the understanding. We take the remaining five cards. We teach them. We explain them one by one, actually the same way as we were teaching the first five cards. We show them one by one, then we mix them, and then randomly we just show the card to the person we are teaching to check the comprehension, the memorization level, and the understanding level. So, so when this stage is completed, so one lesson has been completed, and remember, every lesson comprises... 10 cards with symbols. So when that's done, this is the following step we need to take. After that, we do have uh, such materials available. These are the resources we can offer and they are called phrase cards. So phrase cards, I'll show you versus the word cards. So that's an example of a phrase card. So that's the phrase card for the lesson one. How can you understand that's the phrase card for lesson one? Remember, one asterisk. So the number one, uh, which stands for one asterisk. So the upper part and the bottom part, two parts on the card. So in the upper part, you can see the symbols. It's not just one symbol, but we can see two symbols put together. So these are basic symbols, but here they are placed together in the phrase. So this is how we are building the phrases. That's the way how we give our students the, the opportunity to read and to understand some basic phrases. They can be simple. These are not completed sentences, perhaps, but still there are some phrases. So the first symbol is familiar. To us, it stands for a man or a person. And the second symbol means what? The glass or to drink. Different options. So this way, if we see these two symbols put together, a man or a person and the glass, we can interpret it as a person or a man is drinking. So how do we do it in reality? when we have a practical lesson. So I took some photos. So it's a bit different. Here it shows a man or a person and a book, two symbols, a person and a book, which means a person is reading, a man is reading. So what do we do? Number one, we fold that piece of paper in half. So we only show that phrase first. So our student takes a look at these two symbols put together. So just half of the page, is shown, but then the second half of the page is shown. And then we ask our student, select the appropriate picture which corresponds to this phrase with the two symbols you just read. So that way our student can choose the one of the two options. So two people, two persons, one is reading, one is writing. But this phrase means a person is reading. So, as we have completed the lesson one with 10 cards that have been memorized, that's the way we help somebody to remember, to repeat, and to enhance that skill 
of joining the symbols into the meaningful models, meaningful phrases, where they do not get isolated from one each another, but they are related. So there are links between words. So the way we construct the phrases is like that. So our student can understand the pictures and relate them to the phrases, to the symbols. So a person is doing something, reading a book. So this was the illustration to help you to understand that we have phrase cards. And this was just one of the examples. So now I'm showing you the phrase card, which you can use after lesson two. So you have learned another 10 symbols. So these are the cards to help you to reiterate and to do some review. So this is a phrase that you will use after the lesson two completion. Some basic symbols to remember. So here you can see not two, but four symbols that are placed together. So the system gradually becomes more and more complex, step by step. So the first symbol shows the face of a man. The second symbol means an eye or to see. The third symbol stands for the sun. And then the arrow that goes up means upwards. What does it mean if you take a phrase altogether? A man looks at the sun rise. Or a person looks at the sun rise. So we show the symbols and then we ask our student to select the appropriate picture. So please choose which is the appropriate picture which correlates to the constructed phrase with the four symbols you just saw. And the phrase cards, they are uh, prepared for each of the lessons. So if you're interested, if you really feel like you want to try, uh, in the description text for this video, you can find the material to be downloaded for the two lessons. The basic cards, I call them word cards. Actually, they are word cards. And the phrase cards for the lesson one, lesson two. So they're available for you to be downloaded. So please use it, download it, and try. Good. So basically, this is something you can use. And following the similar system, we have nine lessons uh, prepared. Each of the nine lessons has 10 cards. So in nine lessons, you learn all of the 90 basic symbols that uh, someone needs to know to memorize. So you can have a further progress. So you use these basic concepts to build on, to have a deeper understanding, to have meaningful uh, structures, and to read the Bible and to understand, at least to start from. Well, after these nine lessons, because 90 uh, symbols have been learned, that person is able to read. So, as for the basic cards, there is one more special thing I need to mention. They are of several kinds. For now, I've been only telling you about the red cards. So the red colors, the red cards show the objects, anything from your environment. This can be nature phenomena, different objects, but then there are some expanded cards, expansion cards in green symbols. Also, we have other type of cards. These are blue cards or blue symbols. 
just an example for you. So they stand for the proper nouns. So these are nouns, but not just any nouns. These are proper nouns, names, for instance. So in this San language, that's how uh, nouns are being used. So these are just two types of nouns. So these are the proper nouns. This could be the names of people or names of the geographical locations. Just two types of the proper nouns. Uh, that's within the framework of the sun language. There was no need to introduce other types of the proper nouns. This was sufficient for the purpose of the system. So this symbol in blue that you can see in front of you in blue, uh, it stands for the name uh, Jesus Christ. So that's the proper noun I just referred to. Why? Also, uh, the proper nouns normally are composed of several symbols. So these are also expansion cards, similar to the green cards, but these are blue cards. So they are comprised of basic symbols and your student by that time has learned them. So being knowledgeable about basic cards, basic uh, symbols, you can give the expansion cards to teach names or geographical location. So this stands for Jesus Christ because two basic symbols are used, the cross and the crown. So he's the king, but he's the king that went through the sufferings on the cross. He was crucified. So Jesus Christ, this symbol stands for the name, the proper noun, the Lord God, or just God, because you can see several basic symbols combined in this blue picture. So three key symbols, the crown, the face of a man, and the heart in it, which stands for love. So basically, uh, if we take away the crown, if we only take a look at the man's face and love, that would mean father, loving father. If the symbol goes without the crown, this is also a composite symbol, the expansion symbol. So when we see the loving father with the crown for us, it stands for the heavenly father, who is the father God of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he's also the king in the same time. So the king who is the father, who is the loving God. So the Lord God, basically. So another blue symbol. So this symbol in blue, basically it's several symbols put together, but this is a proper noun that stands for the geographical location, which is Mesopotamia. What is the Mesopotamia? It's an ancient location that Abraham left when God has called him to go. So this symbol comprises two separate symbols. The first one, as you can see, well, just a side note, the arrow that goes upward just indicates that this is the proper noun. I did mention the arrow before, so please listen to my explanation. The blue arrow in the top left corner, it doesn't stand for any meaning. It just indicates that this composite symbol is the proper noun, just like that. Because when we have a Bible and we have a biblical text written by those different symbols, it doesn't show any colors in the text. So 
the proper nouns would be uh, highlighted by this special arrow so that we understand that's the proper noun, either the name of a person or the name of the geographical location. So this symbol stands for the Mesopotamia. In the upper part, it's two curves standing for the river or a flow. And then the bottom symbol stands for the cross that is standing on the wide foundation, which means the land, the land. So this way, the river, the river land or the land of the river, literally speaking. In other words, this means the land of the river or the land with rivers or near the rivers. So we even can call it the land uh, behind the river or across the river. So Abraham left what country? Mesopotamia. So he was called Abraham the Jew. So one of the meanings of the word Jew, as it is believed, is someone who came from across the river. So that's one of the possible meanings. So Mesopotamia is shown as a geographical location's name with such a composite symbol. Praise the Lord. Well, let's move on. What's the principle for uh, such training, for such teaching? Because what we want to do, we want to teach deaf people to read. Well, we start with basic symbols, but we always repeat, we always do the review, we reiterate things, and with every completed lessons, like learning about 10 new symbols, completing one lesson, then learning about 10 more symbols. So our vocabulary in terms of symbols grows. So 10 words, then 20 words. So when we do the review, we give randomly different cards to show and to repeat, and then using the phrase cards and sentences. So several symbols, not just one. Step by step, we are using different cards, not just from the current lesson, but also from the previous lesson that you have been teaching already. By that, you always give a reminding uh, part, the repetition, the reiteration, and the review. So you help the person to remember things by that. Praise God. Okay, let's move on. Uh, it is recommended also, as we go through those nine lessons with 10 symbols in each, not to give more than five lessons a day to a person. So there is a recommendation based on the practical experience. If you teach someone more than five lessons in a single day, the person wouldn't remember. So it's easily forgotten. So it's better not to exceed that uh, threshold. It's better to teach step by step, little by little, instead of giving everything in the same time, just to be efficient. So... When you have taught all of those 90 basic symbols, then you can teach sentences to your students. Because then people, they already have learned the basic concepts and then you can formulate and build the structures, the sentences, including biblical sentences from Bible texts.
Well, if we take a look at some examples, just give me a second, I'll find the picture, the image. So this is the one we have already looked at. So in the end, we can give them sentences like this. When a person is knowledgeable about basic symbols, all 90 of them, you show the picture. So the picture itself is very helpful. But once again, we can work uh, with this card similar way as we worked with the phrase card. For instance, first we fold it, we show the symbols, and then we show the other part with the two options. And we ask the student to choose the appropriate picture that corresponds to the symbolic phrase. Here we can show the phrase with the symbols. Yeah, this paper can be folded in half and give the sentence without the picture and then open it up and show the second half with the picture because that way the person will be uh, helped. So here we can see four symbols in a row in a sentence. So it starts with the man's face and then the box means speak and then the tick or the check mark means the gospel. So a man speaks or declares the gospel, the good news. And then the small round uh, figure, the dot stands for the punctuation mark. So that's the period, the dot, the same way as we use the punctuation in the Russian language. So for the deaf and blind people, they also learn about the punctuation marks so that sentences can be separated from each other. Another example of a sentence, when a person is knowledgeable and taught about basic symbols, that's the whole sentence you give the student to read with the punctuation marks. Actually, the punctuation goes similar to the normal language. You see comma, you see quotation marks, which stands for the direct speech or direct oration. So the first symbol, we already know it. It stands for the Lord Jesus Christ, the box. We know what it stands for. The box means speak, which means the Lord Jesus Christ speaks or he said, and then his direct speech in quotation marks. So in this direct speech, uh, you use quotation marks. In the end, we see the exclamation mark, which uh, signifies that he exclaimed, he was speaking in a loud voice. And then a symbol that we can guess what it stands for is like uh, the shutters with the crisscross or X sign on the top of it. So if the shutters would be just there without this crisscross or an X sign on the top of it, it would stand for closed. But if the crisscross sign or a small X on the top, it means the opposite meaning. So it changes the meaning to the opposite, which means to open. On the other uh, in the other words, what did the Lord Jesus say here? The Lord Jesus said, open up. Remember? In the Gospel of Mark, there is a text where Jesus said, open up. When the, uh, the person who couldn't speak, he was deaf, he was mute, he was taken to Jesus, and then he just told him, open up, and he healed him. So, praise Jesus. As time goes, you uh, grow in your knowledge, you have taught the sentences, the different lessons, and then you can ask your student to start composing the sentences himself independently. So you can give your student 10 cards from one of the lessons and then give him the assignment to 
create different phrases using those cards to build the structured sentences. Well, if that student is growing in his comprehension, uh, he's a good student, he's progressing well, then you can ask that person to build the structured sentences and even make the, uh, the story out of that. That's an additional way how you can check the comprehension level. So your student understands the symbols, the meanings, and can build the sentences and the stories. I think after lesson one and lesson two, even then you can already ask your student to build and to compose some phrases and sentences using those 20 different symbols. I think even then it's possible. You can combine them and give the assignment to build the phrases. And that's for sure. After two lessons are done, 20 concepts, 20 words can be used in a combined way to build the structures. For instance, a person drinks, a person sits, whatever those 20 cards are. The sun rises, simple phrases that are built of two symbols. So these are good examples and that is very helpful to your student to understand the links and the correlations between those separate symbols and objects and the meanings behind those symbols, linking it to the real life situation. So these are good principles, good approaches, so your student can build the phrases independently. Praise the Lord. Good. Let's move on. So basically, I was able to tell you about our uh, methodology, about the available materials, resources, and also how you should use them in working with people. There are other materials and sources like uh, dictionaries and other resources. We can talk about that later, but the basis is the cards, the cards, the sentences, the phrases, and then to do the review, to repeat, to reiterate, and to check the comprehension level of your students. So as time goes, your student will be able to read the Bible. Actually, by the way, the New Testament completely translated so far to this special symbolic language. So if your student knows how to read, you don't have to translate it to this symbolic language. It's translated. So the sun translation of the New Testament is there, but you need to teach a person how to read it. Praise the Lord. So I was, I'm so thankful. It was a wonderful time. I'm, I'm hoping it was useful. Uh, it was useful to you. Vlad Bogdanov, thank you for your comment. Greetings, dear brother. Thank you for your comment. If you have any questions, please feel free to communicate. You can send us your questions to our um, email, to our Viber, and the other contacts are available. Please communicate and contact us. But for now, we are concluding our today's program and uh, let's meet again next Thursday. So with the peace of God for everybody, goodbye. And you can see our contacts on the screen, WhatsApp, Telegram and Viber. And thank you for listening to us today.